from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It is time for cons and cons. What are you most confident in? What are you most concerned about when it comes to the four teams in the ACC from the state of North Carolina? Speaking of the ACC, by the way, you want to start getting ahead on your scouting for next year's ACC basketball? UCLA Stanford tonight right here, 99.9 The Fan. Stanford obviously a uh, a future ACC opponent. ACC legend, uh, hopefully. Yeah, you, the, the Lopez twins, John Elway, Andrew Luck, all ACC legends. Uh, UCLA Stanford, 845 airtime, 9 o'clock opening tip right here, 99.9 The Fan. Uh, let's jump into cons and cons. Starting with Wake Forest. What are you most confident in? What are you most concerned about for Wake Forest? As always, when someone gives you the option, I have good news and bad news. Which do you want first? You go bad news. Uh, Graham, why don't you get us started? What are you concerned about for the Demon Deacons? Wake Forest is being a little too inconsistent for my liking. Two and two in the last four games. Granted, one of those losses was to North Carolina when they were hitting their stride. The other one, the other one of those losses was to Pitt. You could defend them by saying that loss came on the road. But we've been saying Wake Forest has enough talented players on their roster this season that I don't think a loss on the road to Pitt should happen. So that's one of my concerns. Just a little bit too up and down, up and down as of late for the Demon Deacons. Very similar to mine. I I've, I wrote my concern is their Jekyll and Hyde, right? They're, are you aware? Do you know what Jekyll and Hyde is? No. Yeah, see, this is stuff they used to teach in English class. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? No? Gosh. Uh, it is a, a literary classic where there is a Dr. Jekyll, who is a, a upstanding doctor, right, studying the effects of things. It's like a Frankenstein style. Uh, and then Mr. Hyde is is the crazy guy, right? It, it's the same person, but, he, you know, certain things flip the switch. Uh, and that's Wake Forest right now. Their last two games, they're winning by 30 against ACC teams. They're dominant. Every player in their starting lineup is getting it going. Uh, they have the shooter off the bench. They're 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 looking great. But I can't get you know they lost four of six games, not long ago, right? It's like essentially the month of January. They went four and six, right? Starting I think it's January 9th through the end of the month. Uh, they lost four of six games. They lost four of six. And you could argue the quality of the loss. The fact of the matter is. They could show up one day and look like a team that deserves to be right at the top of the ACC. In the mix, they could show up the next day and with the same talent get beat by a team that has no business beating them. And and gosh, that is frustrating, right? And and Forbes, their coach, is personable in wins, personable in losses, seems to keep an even keel. Uh, their players, I mean, they have, like, Salas will have 20, 22, 24 points in a loss. And it's like, it's okay, so you played all right. You just lost the game to a team that had no business beating you. Their defense leaves some to be desired, so you could argue that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is they're they're you know really good on offense and and lacking on defense. Fact of the matter is, when they play like they did last night, it's really hard to bet against them, and and then you don't bet against them and they lose, and you're like, ah, I knew it. It's just it's wildly frustrating. Wake Forest is wildly frustrating. So that ties a little bit into what I'm confident about when it comes to Wake Forest. They're Ryan high on a win streak. Yes, it's two games, but still a win streak. The fashion they're winning these games in matters. Like you mentioned, they put up, they're winning by almost 30. They put 99 points up against Syracuse. Then yesterday sizzled and jacked Georgia Tech 80 to 51. Left their head coach with little to no words in his opening statement for his postgame press conference. 
Sorry, State fans. Look who Wake Forest has next. The Wolfpack at home and what was already an emotional game inside PNC Arena. I can only imagine what it's going to be like in Winston-Salem. Yeah, I guess the the State fans, if you're looking for a, a silver lining, it's that they're so inconsistent. If you, ca- if you catch Wake Forest like they played last night, it's going to be a really tough game. You're going to have to bring your A game. If you catch them like they were playing in mid-January, you could show up and kind of go through the motions and get the dub. It's it's that that's where you know for others that doctor you never know what you're going to get means you might get an easy one. Uh, my confidence is the same thing it's been for a while. Starting five, their starting five is legit. There's no real weak spots, which is part of the frustration. Uh, they have big guys, Efton Reed. He can rebound. He can block shots. Uh, they have Andrew Carr, who's six nine, six ten, can shoot the three, which is rare. Can rebound. Had a double double last night. Uh, Boopy Miller, Hildreth, Salas, all can score on the perimeter. They're one of the few teams in the ACC. I was actually talking around the office about the ACC this year. There's so many teams in the ACC that, especially scoring the basketball. Like, start with one guy. If so-and-so isn't scoring, their entire offense collapse collapses. Uh, uh, think Boston College with Post in the post, Quentin Post. Think of Pitt with, with Hinson shooting the three. Like, there are so many teams that just start and end with one guy scoring the basketball. You look at Wake Forest, and on any given night, I would say four guys could be the leading scorer. And if, if, if uh, what is it, Monsato off the, the bench knocks down a bunch of threes, it could be him. And if Reed, you know, gets a couple garbage buckets, it could, that's six guys. Their game last night against Georgia Tech, granted everything was going well, everyone in the starting lineup had double figures. That happens routinely for them. This is like they, the, I'm so frustrated by them because everything I just said I wholeheartedly believe, and I would not be surprised if they lose their next three. Like that's how frustrating they are. Everything I say about them is overwhelmingly positive, and then I finish it with, yeah, but they could easily lose, you know, three of their next five and and fall back down to the, the middle or worse in the ACC. I, th- I feel like if you're a Wake fan and you listen to this show, you, you probably like, hate us. You just don't know. You're like, that's all nice. Oh, look at that. Sweet. Oh, they like us. What? You're mean. I hate you. They're like, yeah, that's how your team plays. That's how I feel watching them. Uh, <laughs> that's Wake Forest. Let's get to Duke. Uh, Duke, what are you concerned about? This just goes more recently to the loss against North Carolina. How they scheme the guard play on defense. The hmm. more I went back and watched that game, I was asking myself, why did John Shire elect to defend 6-7 Harrison Ingram with guards? Was it just a matter of somebody needed to guard him and because you had 6-9 Morton, Morton Mitchell as part of your strategy to contain Davis, you didn't have really a lot of options left? I guess you could say big picture, my concern is just the defensive guard play right now for Duke. My concern is is one person. It's the Tyrese Proctor roller coaster. Right? It's it's specifically for someone that handles the ball as often as he does. He right, he's he's the point guard for, for a large portion that he's he's out there on the floor. What do you want from your point guard? You want a steady Eddie, right? You want you want to know exactly what you're gonna get. You want Calm, cool, and collected in the big moments. Calm, cool, and collected, right? I, I don't. I'm big on being consistent, and I don't care what your personality is. I want you to be you, right? 
which is why I think it's a coach's responsibility to recruit the necessary personalities that make a team work, right? You need the glue guy who's willing to do the things behind the scenes, maybe even likes doing things behind the scenes. You need the, the guy that wants the ball with five seconds on the clock and you need a game winner. You need the guy that has a little bit of uh, attitude and edge. Like, you need to put those together. I don't want anyone faking it but I need you to be consistent, right? If you're the guy that wants the ball, you have to always be the guy that wants the ball. If you're the guy that's that's physical, you have to always be the guy that's physical. Right now, Tyrese Proctor feels inconsistent, obviously in his play, but more in his, in his personality, right? Some games he shows up and you can tell he woke up that day thinking his is, you know, you know, number two don't stink, right? You think he walks into the gym like I'm the best player in the gym. Sometimes he walks into the gym and I don't know if he has that same swagger. And riding that roller coaster through an entire NBA, or, uh, I almost said NBA, uh, college basketball season, it's tough. It's tough for the team, right? Jeremy Roach doesn't know if he, you know, if if Proctor's going to run the whole show or if Roach is going to have to step in, and and Kyle Filipowski doesn't know if if the the Proctor is going to be in his face getting him riled up or if Proctor's going to be quiet in the corner. You have to be consistent for your team, particularly when you're somebody that handles the ball a ton. Covetous for the Blue Devils. Get into it. Comes down to one player right now, Jared McCain. Also because McCain and Roach, like they, were the, they were the only players who showed up ready to play Saturday against UNC. And just throughout that game, when it seemed like North Carolina was pulling away, I just go back to McCain hitting, knocking down some big-time three-point shots to kind of trim the lead a little bit or at least keep Duke, Duke in the game for as much as, they, as he really could. So Jared McCain is my confidence right now for the Blue Devils. My confidence is a different player. It's Jeremy Roach. I I think Jeremy Roach, despite the ankle injury he's been dealing with the past couple months, or past couple weeks, I should say, uh, has cons- consistently had an impact on the game, right? He's been one of their more consistent scorers. Jared McCain is, I mean, he's just a talent, right? There's a reason why he's the crown jewel of the recruiting class. Uh, if, if you have time, it's actually kind of funny to, to, to go back. You can head back on our YouTube page and and find my interview with John Shire from ACC Tip-Off prior to the season. He was looking for ways to work Jared McCain into the conversation, right? I'd ask him a question, Jared McCain. I, uh, who's the biggest gym rat? Jared McCain. Which freshman should we be? Jared McCain. Like, they knew they had something in Jared McCain. Uh, they also knew they had something in Jeremy Roach. He's the first four-year starter at Duke since Kyle Singler, who played with John Shire. So it's been a while. He's a four-year starter, and he's playing like it. He's playing kind of what I was describing from Tyrese Proctor, what I wanted to see. He's steady, right? He's going to be out there. He's, he's going to do his job. He just needs the the rest of the team to step up in big moments. But I'm I'm a big fan of Jeremy Roach, the, the person and the personality uh, this year for Duke. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's jump to NC State. What are you concerned about? This might just be with the style that NC State plays, but they are still going through scoring droughts in games and allowing opponents to hang around. Against Georgia Tech, NC State used an 11-2 run to jump out in front to a 13-4 lead. The Yellow Jackets immediately countered with an 8-0 run to bring the score within one point. 
with NC State on top at 13-12. and That just seemed to be the ongoing theme for the rest of the game as both teams traded runs back and forth. So my concern right now is that NC State going on scoring droughts, allowing teams to stick around in these, in these ACC games. Mine is three-point shooting. Spacing. I actually, you know, we've we've talked a lot about DJ Burns' role in the NC State uh, rotation, right? And it's, I would say, downgraded. How much is probably dependent on the game, right? If he, if it's the game flow, if he's working offensively, if he's uh, being taken advantage of on the defensive end. Uh, played 13 minutes a couple games ago, 20 minutes last game. But I actually think part of the re like. Everyone I talk to that's an NC State fan, right? And and those of you out there I see in the grocery store, see at a restaurant, a friend, a family, whatever it is, uh, when I go like, yeah, the move might be limiting DJ Burns a little bit, they all have the same response. He was so good last year. And I'm like, yeah, he was, absolutely. Season turned around when he started playing bigger minutes, but you had better shooters around him, right? And, and one of them is still around. Casey Morsell simply shot the ball better last year. Now, maybe that's because... Uh, he had, you know, those two monsters on the perimeter that were taking some of the attention. Uh, but those, I mean, the team last year shot the ball better. And when you're a big guy that doesn't shoot the three, it's it's easier for you when the, the defense is forced to space the floor and cover these shooters. This year, it hasn't really happened that way. DJ Horn, shooting well. Uh, streaky, but shooting well. Casey Morsell hasn't been the same guy. You're not getting great shooting from O'Connell. You're not getting great shooting uh, from Taylor, especially on the perimeter. Uh, and, and when they were playing bigger minutes, guys like, uh, you know, Dennis Parker Jr. weren't shooting the ball extremely well from the perimeter. That's just closing in the spacing. So that makes it more difficult for DJ Burns to be successful. Um, but it's also just modern basketball depends on the three, right? The analytics say the three, right? Uh, an open three is the second best shot in basketball from an open shot at the bucket, an open layup, open dunk. So they have not been shooting it well. And, and when they do, it looks like a completely different team. When they shoot the three well, it's like, oh, wow, that's the team that was second in the ACC early in the year and all those thoughts that pop into your head. When they're not shooting it well, it's like, this is going to be a tough year. Three-point shooting is what I'm concerned about. What are you confident in with the Wolfpack? I've been advocating this young man. I say young man like I, I'm much older than him. I've been advocating You're to this the point now. You're, you're mid-20s. You, you can look at college athletes and call them young, young man. I'm I've been advocating Welcome for this club, player all season. DJ Horn. 3J Horn, when NC State's knocking down three-pointers, he's one of the main reasons. Name co-ACC player and shared it with North Carolina's Harrison Ingram earlier this week. Horn averaged 25 points per – or is averaging 25 points per game in NC State's wins over Miami and Georgia Tech last week. Scored a game-high 24 points against the Hurricanes last Tuesday and poured in 26 points against the Yellow Jackets on Sunday. The man's the bucket getter. The man is when you're in one of those scoring droughts – whether it's a three-point shot or you just need somebody to drive to the basket, it is DJ Horn. So DJ Horn is my confidence right now for this Wolfpack team. My, DJ Horn is one-fourth of my confidence. My confidence is Michael O'Connell, Jaden Taylor, Casey Morsell, DJ Horn. I've, I've pointed this out. I hope it continues. Uh, they turned their their recent season, right? Three straight losses into two straight wins. The biggest difference between the three straight losses and the two wins is those four I just mentioned, O'Connell, Taylor, Morsell, and Horn, played 32, 33-plus minutes, all four of them in the two wins, and, and only two of them, Morsell and Horn, played those kind of minutes in the three losses. 
So they literally looked at their rotation and said, we need to play O'Connell more. We need to play Taylor more. And that's going to be at the expense of some other guys that have been in the rotation. But those four need to play through struggles, play through mistakes, uh, get into a rhythm, and they need to be the ones deciding the outcome. Uh, and then that fifth spot is kind of divided up between uh, Burns, Diara, Middlebrooks. I have my opinions on what that order should be, but as long as the four main are getting the four main minutes, I'm confident in that, and it seems like Kevin Keats has agreed the past two games as well. Uh, let's jump to UNC. Obviously a down and up and down couple of stretch for them, uh, losing to Georgia Tech, beating Duke, losing to Clemson, so down, up, down. What are you concerned about? I think it's simple, the lack of focus and intensity to detail they had going to that game last night against Clemson after how well they played against Duke. National sports media started saying this North Carolina team is a national championship contending team. Then I hear when then I hear what Baycott and Ingram say after the game about a bad practice on Monday, bad shoot around on Tuesday, and then guys showing up for warmups late on Tuesday. That just cannot happen. That just cannot happen. One as a team, and then that also just cannot happen if you're North Carolina basketball. You hold yourself to a certain standard and prestige as a college program. That just there's no room for that. Overconfidence is mine. It's, it seems to be the moment everybody starts talking about how awesome they are, they drop one, right? And and that is, like, once that becomes a pattern, it becomes tough, right? You, the, the, the term for reading your own headlines, right? Letting it get to your head, whatever it is, it seems like overconfidence is a thing. And, and it's interesting because Hubert Davis will play this clip for you. Uh, Hubert Davis, after the game, you know, was asked about growing up after this loss. Well. We're going to restart this is the bed, yeah. Uh, let's hear from, from Hubert Davis on the team growing up. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's how you react and how you respond. And, you know, um, we'll go back to work. And as I said before, there's two things that you can do. You can whine and complain and point fingers and make excuses. Um, or you can get back up and move forward and join the fight. And uh, for us, it's never a choice. It's a requirement for to get us to get back up and let's get back to work. You want it, and, and this is where, like, every day you have to wake up with the same intensity, right? This is uh, the, the, the greatest motivational speech that gets over-quoted over all the time, right? When a, a gazelle wakes up on the Serengeti, they know they have to run faster than the fastest tiger. When the tiger wakes up in the Serengeti, they have to know they have to run faster than the slowest gazelle or they'll go hungry. Either way, when you wake up in the Serengeti, you better wake up running, right? So everybody's got to run. You have to wake up every day knowing you have to run. And, and, and it shouldn't take a loss for you to be like, all right, it's a requirement to get up. It's like you should have been. It's a requirement to get up after a win, too. And you didn't do that. You beat Duke, and you didn't get up for Clemson. Overconfidence is my concern. Uh, finally, for UNC, what is your confidence? Mondo <laughs> Baycott, 24 points and 13 rebounds to lead North Carolina scoring last night despite the loss. 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists in the win against Duke. Baycott is returned to the talented caliber player that North Carolina fans love and expect from him. And I also expect that he took the loss last night very personal, and hopefully as a veteran player on the roster, he'll hold guys accountable and maybe another – I don't want to say players only meeting, but maybe a meeting that just the players know needs to happen, sort of like what happened after the Georgia Tech loss. My confidence is Baycott waking up as well. The last two games, he's looked like Armando Baycott. See, I, I don't even think you, you bring up the players only meetings. Um, players only meetings to me are 
I don't think a player has ever genuinely thought we need a players only meeting. They just think what we should be doing is doing a players only meeting. It's it happens like, naturally. It, it, I think it's just comments. I think it's just in practice when someone's loafing, you look at them and you yell and you do it in front of everybody, right? It, it's what are you saying to players that you can't say in front of the coaches, right? It's just just be like if if you're saying things for the right reasons, you're saying things from a place of I want us to be better. If you're saying things, the the cold hard truth can be said in public and and not public like you know in the media after a game, not public like in a timeout during a game, but public like everybody that is in your your circle in your submarine, right? I, I use that analogy quite a bit, where a, a season is like everybody gets on a submarine and you submerge. You're a thousand meters down and and you're not coming up, right? But the people on that submarine are your coaches, your players, your your practice players, your trainers, right? The, those people, all the people that wear your your same logo on their their dry fit polos on the road, they're all in there, and it, and everything that's said should be able to be said in front of like players only meetings are very performative. Players only meetings mean a couple of players wanted to to be dramatic, right? They wanted their Hoosiers moment. They wanted their Coach Carter moment, right? Our greatest gift is not that we are inadequate. It is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's like effective communication can be done in a look, right? I I played college football, so it's not the exact same, but, you know, there there are – you know, I'll, I'll I'll tell you one specific instance, and it's actually one of my one of my better friends. So uh, I know that he won't be upset with this. Um, there are quite a few routes run in, in a football game that the wide receiver knows there is almost no chance they're getting the ball. Right, you're fifth in a progression. The quarterback's eyes are designed to go right to the outside receiver, right to the slot receiver, tight end over the middle running back escaping to the left, and then there's a wide receiver running a route to the all the way to the left sideline. And there is a human instinct to not run that one as hard as you can, right? Because why would I run 40 yards downfield full speed and tire myself out when there's very little chance? But maybe there's one specific look, one specific thing the defense can do that, boom, you throw it there, right? And we were in a game. Luckily, it didn't affect the game. Um, but I'm dropping back, and we get the look. Right, we get the one out of a thousand look from the defense that tells us go all the way backside to the deep ball. So I I turn and let it fly, and as the ball's in the air, you see the wide receiver go oh, and try to speed up to catch it. Right, but you, it, you, he's already loafed enough that he's not going to get there. And uh, coming back to the huddle, he knew what he did. I knew what he did. Probably the offensive coordinator knew what he did. And, and maybe no one else, right? Because it's really that that small. I looked at him, and I went, you good? And he looked at me and nodded. And, and you good could have been a players-only meeting on, hey, even when you think the ball's not coming your way, you have to work hard. And you, right, you are who you, who you are when no one's looking. So if you think everyone on is looking to the right side and you're on the left side, you that's who you see, your personality. And I didn't have to do all that. Or I could have gone up to him on the sideline. And said, "Hey," and 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 finger in the chest and yelled at him. No, I looked at him because we had, you know, I knew he wasn't a lazy player. I looked at him and I went, "You good?" He said, "Just nodded," which was all we needed to say. And then, of course, you know, later in the game, he he was a very good player, much better than I was when it comes to like career statistics and record books and everything. So nothing else had to be said. 
That's what I'm looking for from from Carolina. I want Armando Baycott to look at uh, Cormac Ryan after he goes one for 11, right, and misses all those threes and say whatever their equivalent of, you good? Right? And it can be more more colorful language than that. I just knew that's all we needed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.